This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 219. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, welcome back. Uh, we were off for a couple of weeks, but uh, I was down at Tales of the Cocktail and uh, also bartending a lot. So uh, when I wasn't at Tales, I was behind the bar quite a, quite a lot. But uh, it was an, another amazing Tales. There were elaborate parties. For instance, Diageo put on a party and the musical entertainment was Snoop Dogg. Do we got any party people in the house There were parties big and small, there were tasting rooms and seminars. In fact, I was on the panel for the very first time of a tail seminar. We did a seminar called Hot Mic, Podcasting for Bartenders. Welcome to the Hot Mic Podcast Seminar. Hope you're all awake now. It was at 10 a.m. I recorded the entire thing, and I think probably on the very next bartender journey, I will bring you that seminar in its entirety. And by the way, if you have any inklings of inklings of starting your own podcast, make sure you're subscribed to this show, and I have an announcement coming up soon. Back to Tales, I met all kinds of interesting people and recorded tons of interviews. Hi, I am Laura Bellucci, and I am the lead bartender at Sobu. Hi, I'm Fausto Zapata. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Mezcal Silencio. Uh, my name is Jessica Lishka. I'm the general manager and one of the business partners at Jimmy's and Jimmy's Bodega in Aspen, Colorado. Yeah, I'm here with Lou Bryson. Thank you so much for uh, meeting me very early in the day here. I am Jane Bowie. I work at Maker's Mark Distillery. And there's more. We'll be rolling out all that material over the upcoming weeks. So again, hope you're subscribed. Uh, if you have any questions at all about how to do that, you can go to bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe. Or if you're if you're on an iPhone, you have the podcast app uh, right on your phone, and you just uh, search for Bartender Journey and hit the subscribe button there. And you, it's, you can do it on Amazon on uh, Android as well. And like I said, if you have any questions, uh, bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe. Well, the buzzword at Tales this year was definitely sustainability. In fact, on the Tuesday of Tales, which normally uh, in the past had not had any seminars at all, there was a sustainability summit with three seminars all about sustainability. And after a canceled flight Monday night, I arrived arrived Tuesday in time for the third uh, seminar on sustainability, which is all about trash. I got a chance to talk to Jessica Liska, who was on the panel, and we'll talk to her in just a minute. I titled this episode, You Are Throwing Away Money. That relates to the sustainability issue. And during this, uh, the seminar, the sustainability session on trash, some great points were brought up. Uh, were brought up and I want to read you my handwritten, uh, scribbled notes that I wrote in my little notebook during the seminar. So uh, there's quite a few great things here. So here we go. So some of these are sort of incomplete senses that I scribbled down, but uh, I'm going to read, read right out of the book. So uh, the issue is broader than just what is in your trash bin. Sustainability is a mindset. Jessica said the first thing we started with was dry goods, straws by request only. And uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a great place to start and uh, something everybody's talking about. Those straws that are used, you know, just uh, very temporarily and they last thousands of years, right? Um, She talked about paper, paper goods, uh, and we use tons of paper in bars and restaurants, right? Everything from menus that we change every so often and, uh, you know, stuff we print out, maybe we don't need to. um, And then paper, there's paper everywhere, right? Um, She talked about, we don't use this where where I work, but... uh, 
um, there's candle oil in those disposable containers. You ever see those? So it's a little sort of disc with uh, a little fuel inside, and it fits inside a lamp and uh, lasts for a while, and then you throw away the uh, the remnants, the uh, the container. So uh, she she hated that one. She she hates those things. So they so they changed it. Uh, this is a she works at a uh, place called Jimmy's in Aspen, and Jessica does, and uh, she it's a pretty fancy place. So uh, they offer. Um, you know, of course, you can have tap water if you like, but they used to order, offer um, bottled water, you know, uh, still or sparkling, right? So, uh, but now they got a system where they can make their own. So they, uh, rather than buy all that stuff in bottles and throw the bottles away or have them recycled, I guess, um, they make their own filtered water, still and sparkling, and uh, serve it in reusable containers. That's cool. Somebody said, anything that ever lived can be composted. So composting is a great way to... Um, to uh, reduce your trash usage, and uh, it's good, great for the environment. Um, it takes a little effort, but uh, you can enlist. Uh, someone brought up that you can enlist the help of your municipality, possibly, for uh, help with composting. And there's companies that do that as well. In fact, you might want to talk to the company that hauls your trash away. They might have an option for you. Somebody brought up the to-go containers. I know uh, nobody really had a great answer for that, but um, some of those, you know, those things, whether they're uh, styrofoam or uh, plastic or whatever, they, uh, you know, they're not good and they're designed to be used once. I know the ones that we have at work are quite, um, quite sturdy, and uh, be ashamed to see those end up in the trash. Energy use is uh, maybe a bigger issue, uh, maybe a little harder to tackle, but um, certainly worth looking into. Um, hot water is, uh, they, I remember um, Jessica saying they installed a very high-efficiency new system um, called a heat pump, I believe. I don't know much about it. <laughs> she didn't know much either, but uh, other than the fact that it saves, it saves energy. Um, the lights, uh, you know, changing the bulbs, of course. Uh, there's new, more efficient bulbs, and uh, that's something to think about. Uh, refrigeration, that's a tough one um, and hard to tackle, although, uh, as you'll hear me bring up with Jessica in the uh, interview when we speak to her one-on-one, um, those seals wear out. You know, there's a seal on, a, on every refrigerator, and it's like rubber, I guess, and uh, they wear out, and they can um, leak cold air. So uh, that might be something that's uh, not create. you know, you're not changing out your whole refrigeration system, but that might be a way to save some energy. Um, digital wine list, uh, rather than printing out your wine list, and uh, then you have to change. I know we're constantly, constantly printing out new wine lists because, you know, we have something in stock, then we don't, and we run out, and we have to change the list, and, you know, so we're throwing away this, uh, the, the wine list constantly. So uh, they put it on an iPad, and, uh, you know, more and more places are doing that now, which makes some sense. Although um, the point was brought up, you have to think the whole thing through, you know, just because you're not using paper. You know, your iPad uh, was, you know, shipped from China, I guess, or whatever, <laughs> you know, on a boat, and that takes energy, and then, you know, it takes energy to charge it, so, uh, so you know, I'm not saying that uh, it's not worth doing, but, you know, you have to, with these changes that you make, you have to think through all the implications, and that came up a couple of times during the seminar. Next thing in the notebook here, enlist the help of the staff, so, uh, yeah, that's a great one, I think you can get people on board with that. Um, one of the panelists named Dre, oh, what's his last name? I'd have to look it up. Um, he works in a big, giant beach club in some exotic location. I'm forgetting that as well. 
He got into the sustainability issue because he was working at a bar that was busy all the time, but losing money. So uh, he wanted to find ways to uh, reuse things, to uh, decrease the amount that was being um, consumed and thrown, to wa- thrown away, and energy efficiency to, of course, save money. And a lot of these things save money. He had a lot of great ideas. He talked about using reclaimed material for building. So, you know, old uh, I mean, old buildings being torn down or something, you know, get that wood and use that to make your bar or something. And that, I, I actually made a bar at home with reclaimed wood, and it's awesome. I love it. The wood's like 150 years old, which I think is pretty cool. Um, for the straws, you know, this is on a beach club, and they were seeing um, the beach was lined with straws and other garbage. And he was like, well, some of those straws probably came from our place. So uh, he really wanted to do something about that. And uh, they came up with a very... Uh, a very unique idea for that. They're in a tropical location, but they have gardens. And they, uh, he said, they use the stalk of a papaya tree for a straw, and they grow themselves. They grow it themselves, and they grow back in a few, couple of days. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, for coasters, rather than paper napkin, you know, paper bev naps or whatever, they use um, try using wicker or cork. Um, their glassware they get from um, bottles. Have you ever seen that where you take a, a liquor bottle and it's cut off and, and smoothed, smoothed off and you can make a glass out of it? They do that or um, they, they enlist the uh, local artisans to make their glassware. He said, how many times can you reuse an ingredient? He used the example of a hibiscus flower and they used it three different times, the same hibiscus flower three times. First, they make a tincture from it, and uh, then they make a flavored sugar from it, and then they use it as a garnish. So uh, they take that flour, extract the uh, flavors from it with some alcohol or something, and then uh, make a little solution with that. Uh, Then they make a uh, colored flavored sugar that they use, uh, I'm assuming, uh, to rim a glass. And then lastly, uh, what's left over of that flour they use as a garnish. That's pretty cool. He says the composting goes into the bartender's garden, so they're growing all their herbs and uh, reusing their com- reusing the waste for the for that. Um, the uniforms they say they use a natural dye, and when they wear out, they make uh, coasters and things from it. One thing I wrote down laundry question mark nobody brought that up during the seminar, um, at least this particular one. But um, you know you have to think about how much uh, chemicals and resources are used to do laundry um, from your uh, tablecloths and um, uniforms and whatever else has to be laundered, rags. So uh, that's just something to keep in mind. It takes a lot of, uh, I know we do uh, some of our own laundry at at our place and those, you know, it's got big giant machines and buckets and buckets of different chemicals and crap. I don't know what all that is, but, uh, you know, all that wastewater goes into the, um, you know, into the sewer system and uh, it's pretty nasty. And it takes a ton of water, I'm assuming. Somebody brought up that they found uh, one bar that was skinning oranges for twists and not juicing them. And then another bar across the street was juicing and not using the zest. So they put the two together and uh, everybody's saving money and saving uh, resources. That's pretty cool. Uh, they talked about using the What's Up. What's it called? What's App. The WhatsApp app, I guess, for messaging. For, I don't know how that would work exactly. I don't know anything about that app. But uh, the point is, you know, to uh, see how you can collaborate with other bars. And that's something that came up in a whole different seminar about um, co-ops for bars, which is a pretty interesting idea, uh, whether it's uh, pooling your resources to uh, get better prices from your suppliers or uh, health insurance and stuff. So that's, that's a pretty cool thing. 
I scribbled down here, you should do it for your business and do it for your environment. Uh, in the kitchen, they try to use the whole animal. Uh, they'll use bones for stock, etc. And we need to think like that. Uh, there's something called nose-to-tail cooking, I guess, um, which I hadn't heard of before. But um, that's uh, how, how we need to think about uh, things in the bar as well. And people actually running this seminar uh, do a thing called trash tiki, where uh, they, they go all around doing... Uh, pop-up bars doing tiki drinks with, uh, they say, everything that they make, all, all the ingredients of their cocktails except for the alcohol is like reclaimed or uh, basically trash. So trashtikisucks.com is their, is their website and it has all of their recipes. Yeah, and on their website here, trashtikisucks.com, it says, cocktails and ingredients made from byproducts and waste otherwise destined for the trash. So, for instance, their Mai Tai uh, uses two different rums. One is, one rum is infused with pistachio shells and another with avocado pits. Pretty interesting. The curacao is made from citrus husks. That's, uh, you know, the husks left over after you juice something. Uh, they make something called pink citrus uh, from hibiscus tea. Uh, it's boiling uh, tea poured over citrus husks. Uh, Orgeat comes from leftover almond croissants. <laughs> they said they, they were watching uh, a bakery or something that would throw away their old, uh, their day-old croissants, almond croissants, and uh, they said, can we have those? And they said, sure. And uh, so the, now they make an Orgeat from it. Pretty crazy. And then uh, this is a great quote right here. If we knew what to do with it, it wouldn't be waste anymore. I love that. They went on to say, think about the beginning at the end, or maybe the beginning at the beginning. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the, the, pro the point is the manufacturing process of the stuff that you're using, whether you know, the materials it's shipped in uh, or how far it's being shipped. Um, you know, you got to take all these things into consideration. Um, is plastic ne necessarily the devil? Maybe not. You know, it, some, in certain situations, it could be better than other uh, options. Um, but you have to, again, investigate. As far as uh, landfill usage goes uh, for packaging, that Capri Sun style packaging, I think it's called Treta Pack, is the best. You know, we all love to make our juices uh, ourselves and uh, make fresh juice right at the bar, right? But think about, uh, you know, a case of oranges being shipped from across the country or whatever, how much room that takes up. So, you know, a truckload of oranges coming half, halfway across the country or something, you know. Is there a product out there that's concentrated and and good enough for your bar you know that's something to, something to think about for sure and, you know we just said the uh fre shipping fresh fruit is the least efficient way to ship juice i have to look in the, into this myself but uh they said there's a green restaurant association and uh you can get a green restaurant certification sticker to put on the front of your restaurant that's pretty cool like in new york city you know they have the uh they have a health code uh, letter. Hopefully you have an A if you're in New York City. Um, but you, right next to that, you might want to put your green restaurant certification sticker. That would be pretty cool. And then wrapping up, somebody said, you know, this all starts with a conversation. Uh, us just talking about it is a great thing. And I'm losing my voice. Okay. Everybody does a lot of talking and uh, at Tales, and there's uh, often a lot of loud music and stuff. And uh, the funniest thing that happened to me during Tales, uh, Trevor Schneider, who's a great uh, brand ambassador for Reiki Avaka, uh, I say hi to him. I hadn't seen him yet not during Tales. And he, he gives me a big smile, and he holds up his phone, and it says, Losing my voice. Want to play charades? Yes or no? 
<laughs> that was pretty funny, and uh, I see I still seem to be suffering same some of those same uh, some of those same uh, ailments. All right, let's do a book of the week while I can still talk. Uh, Kara Newman moderated the Tales seminar I was on this year, and uh, she was a top four finalist in the Spirited Awards for the category Best New Cocktail and Bartending Book. If you're not familiar, the Spirited Awards are held on the Saturday of Tales every year, and it's the Academy Awards of the bar business. The top ten finalists are announced in the spring, I think, and then it's whittled down to the top four in each category. So Kara's book, Shake, Stir, Sip, was a top four finalist. Uh, she didn't she didn't win, but that was a tough category. And the great book, uh, Smuggler's Cove, won. But uh, both both Kara and Martin Kate of the Smuggler's Cove book have and and bar in San Francisco have been guests on the show. And uh, looking over the list here, I see that five of the top ten authors have been on the show. That's pretty cool. Off to uh, start working on the other five. Anyway, Shake, Stir, Sip is our book of the week, and it's all about equal parts cocktails. So our cocktail of the week, let's do an equal parts cocktail. If you listen to the show at all, you know that I love a Negroni, which is uh, probably the most popular equal parts cocktail. Of course, uh, equal parts gin, sweet vermouth, and Capari. A great variation on that is the Boulevardier, which subs to gin for whiskey. I like rye whiskey there. Some people like bourbon. Uh, A great variation of the Boulevardier is the Old Pal, which subs sweet vermouth for dry vermouth. So the Old Pal is our cocktail of the week. I like an extra half ounce of rye in mine, which takes it away from being an equals part cocktail, but uh, close enough. The Old Pal is my recipe, one and a half ounces of rye whiskey, one one ounce of Campari, one ounce of dry vermouth. Stir that with ice and strain into a double old-fashioned glass, ideally filled with one large chunk of ice. I like to express the oils from a lemon twist into this drink, but uh, an orange or a good quality cocktail cherry is not wrong. All right, let's talk sustainability with Jessica Lishka. Okay, uh, my name is Jessica Lishka. I'm the general manager and one of the business partners at Jimmy's and Jimmy's Bodega in Aspen, Colorado. All right, great place. I've never been there. I'd love to visit. Um, Aspen is a really interesting place. It's a resort town, um, but the type of people that come there range from, you know, really really extremely wealthy people, the wealthiest people you can imagine. And they sit at our bar right next to ski bums and lift ops who make $10 an hour and can barely afford to eat a $15 burger. Um, So it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Cool. Well, you're big into the sustainability issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been trying to talk about that on the podcast as much as we can because we think it's important. Uh, But... um, I'd love to hear what, what you've done to, uh, to change things around in your restaurant. Sure. Uh, well, we started about three or four years ago, uh, and it's been a really slow process, but it's uh, been a really big learning process. Um, we started looking at things like our dry goods. So we you know, eliminated straws. We went to paper straws. We've eliminated cocktail napkins. We've eliminated bottled water. We've really been focusing on a lot of waste issues. Um, we're hoping to get more into some energy efficiency stuff soon. We've done some stuff with our light bulbs. Um, and, and added a, a heat pump water or a, a heat exchange water heater, some sort of really complicated process that yeah. I don't know that much about, but I know <laughs> it's efficient. Um, and uh, we're looking to get to refrigeration and cooling soon. Uh, and so we well, were part of the. What can you do with the refrigeration to make it more efficient? You can. Well, the biggest thing is you can buy new equipment. Um, okay. And one of the things that I learned yesterday from this really interesting guy uh, who has a website called Fishnick.com. Uh, is that you? They have all these different types of calculators and things. You can actually plug in uh, the equipment that you use, the year, how often it's running, and it'll spit out for you an energy calculation, how much you're using. Uh, and so from that, you can decide: okay, does it make sense to replace this? Does it make sense to buy something new? Do we just need to clean our 
cooling coils, all kinds of things. Right. Um, because the restaurant has so many different facets, there's you feel like you kind of need to be an expert in all these different areas to accomplish so much, a sustainability so program. Yeah. yeah, I bet. I bet the um, the seals on the refrigerator they they wear out as well, and that's right. like a cheap thing you could do. I bet. To make yeah, it's it's a lot of upkeep and maintenance things yeah. that as a, as small different pieces you can you can put them all together and they're going to add up to a lot. But when you're in charge of a restaurant, you know, you're, for me, what I end up feeling like is, okay, you know, my POS system is down and we're yeah. out of Stella and someone's not going to show up for their shift. Yeah, and not but, thinking about refrigerator seals. Right, <laughs> but somehow I want to fit all this stuff in there. So I found that if I if I kind of think about it in all the decision making, then we can make a little bit of progress. I, the hardest thing I think for a lot of people is really just to get started down this path. Right. You know, because it seems like such a big thing, such yeah. a big uh, area of interest. But yeah, you mentioned in the, I, you had three seminars yesterday, the mm -hmm. Sustainability Summit. I, I was only able to attend the last because yeah. uh, I came in yesterday. But um, yeah, you mentioned like um, it can be easy to feel like you're only making a really small difference. It yeah. doesn't really matter, you know? So it I think that's a problem. It definitely feels that way, but I think things like what we did yesterday, like getting all these people in one room and knowing that even though we're all on our own path to how we're doing it, there's a lot more people out there thinking about it than sometimes it feels like there are. Yeah. And so we're all kind of accomplishing the same goal, but in different ways. And you can alternately feel very much like the world's going to hell in a handbasket, which I feel like <laughs> all the time. And like, okay, like we're actually, now I have a restaurant that's doing this, and now I have a room full of restaurant and bar people, and they're doing it. Right. So we're getting we're getting bigger. We're starting to move in the right direction. So to talk specifically about some of the things you did, say with dry storage that, that you did. Yeah, um, so we reduced our, straws was the easiest thing for us to do. It was the first thing we did. We started just by offering them upon request. Yeah. And just by doing that alone, we reduced our straw usage from um, 50,000 straws a year down to 10,000 straws a year. And now all the straws we use are compostable paper or corn-based plastic. Do you, do you actually ask them or you wait for them to request We it? wait for them to request. So we typically serve them without straws. And then if somebody says, oh, can I have a straw? Then we bring it. And we don't give people guilt trips about you know yeah. if they really want a straw. That was one of the interesting things we found out was the, um, people have a real aversion. Some people have a real aversion to the paper straw. And so we actually had to bring on um, corn-based plastic straws uh -huh. because some people were just like, oh, this, this cardboard paper yeah. straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can know? see that. It does feel a little strange somehow. Yeah. So it's you don't want to be preachy about it. You don't want... We've been around for 20 years, and we serve really expensive food because yeah. we're in Aspen and, you know, really nice cocktails. And you don't want people to come in and be like, oh, I got this excellent, amazing, fancy Negroni, you know, with all these premium ingredients. Well, not nobody drinks a Negroni out of a straw, I guess. <laughs> um, what, what, whatever it is. And then their experience is ruined because they don't like drinking out of a paper straw. Yeah. So you have to kind of find that balance between... Well, when you go out, you're going out to kind of treat yourself and it's a luxury experience and, right. and so that's a barrier but yeah. uh, I found I just I mean one little thing I did at my bar I just moved the straws like a little further away and yeah. now I make like a big production I care for a straw is like a full arm length away yeah. and it gives them the opportunity to say no. Yeah. Um, Someone I met um, who had a bar in San Francisco was telling me what they did was they took away, because the trash there is really specific about what you can put in the trash and which bin, mm. and straws are one of these outliers that can only go in one specific bin, and so if you have nothing else that goes in that bin, your bar is small. All you have to put in that bin is straws. You're not going to put that, you're not going to put a bin for straws behind your bar because you don't have the space. Mm. 
So if you don't have anywhere to toss it mid-shift, yeah. people aren't going to use it. Bartenders aren't going to take it and you know do a drink test with it because they don't have anywhere to throw the straw. They're not going to throw it on the <laughs> yeah. floor. Yeah. So they said they actually that was one of the ways they were able to make a, a lot of progress by just remove totally removing the availability. Like, what do you do with it when it's gone? I don't know. So I guess I'm not going <laughs> to use it. Yeah. There's so many like little things that you can do. Like. Um, uh, what's his name? Ian brought up during the seminar yesterday. He said uh, mm -hmm. in our, in Scotland they just write in big letters right. "landfill" on the on the trash bin. Right, and, and that changes and people's big, opinion. Yeah, different perception. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, uh, so how? Uh, do you guys do drink tests, or do you have a little cup now? Or uh, do we do. We try. We've tried to train people to do the the bar spoon to the back of the hand taste, which yeah. isn't the most elegant. Yeah. Um, but you know, it 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 kind of works. Some of the some of the interesting parts I think about having the sustainability seminar here is finding solutions to those kinds of problems. Yeah. Because what we do in our bar. We aren't, isn't necessarily what's right in another bar, and yeah. somebody might come up with a genius idea, but no one's communicating about it. So just having yeah, the forum to talk about it was really was really great. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I I, I did it for years of drink test with a straw. Now yeah. I, you know now I use like a little portion cup. But yeah, that's a good like, idea too. I, yeah. you know that. I don't like the on the on the hand. I just like don't think I should be licking myself during my shift. You right. know? <laughs> but, yeah, in addition to the fact that then, your hands get dirty, so and then you know. but then uh, with the portion cup, I feel like people are looking at it like he's doing shots all night. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is this guy up to back there? <laughs> there yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's, 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 that's a tough one. Yeah, there's a lot of you know. You don't have to sort of tackle the whole thing at yeah. once. Yeah. You can that's and that's the approach we've taken. We started right. with straws. You know, we've eliminated most of our cocktail napkins. Um, we so did. You have, you have um, stir, sturdy coasters that you can we reuse. We actually or? we just don't use anything. Oh really? We've just been like, you know what? People <laughs> can just. <laughs> well, let's just try it this way, and so far it's been fine. You yeah. just put your drink on the table, and it's not a big deal. It's also dry in Aspen. Yeah, yeah. It's we don't have the condensation issues, right. so that's helpful. Yeah. And that's where the different approach in different areas helps. Um, one of the interesting statistics that we learned yesterday: there was a gentleman named Mike Berners-Lee. He's the author of um, How Bad Are Bananas. So he looks at the carbon footprint of everything, and carbon footprint is a big thing right now. Um, and he had a pie chart that showed uh, for a bar or restaurant what the big, what your biggest pieces of your carbon footprint are. Right. So we've tackled mostly waste, and from his pie chart, waste is like you know four percent. It's like this teensy <laughs> little sliver. And the biggest thing is your food production. That's by and large the largest thing. And the other huge thing is um, your the way your guests get to your your establishment. <laughs> So we have some control over our food production. We have zero control over how people get to our restaurant, which in Aspen is huge. People yeah. fly there on their private jets. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we can't stop that. Um, so it was a, it was it, it alternated from feeling like okay, we're really making an accomplishment here to being like oh geez, like <laughs> what are we? Okay, so we've tackled this little part, and now uh, now where do we go from here? Yeah. But he also said how, you know, not everything is. As perceived, maybe like pla plastic right. is not Isn't the devil, yeah. you know, necessarily because right. you know the glasses. He said, I think he said, on average, are fifty-four percent uh, non-recycled material. And, exactly. You know, the things. You know, if you don't think about the the entire production line of this pro, the the entire lifespan of this product, whatever it right. is, this plastic bottle. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's worth investigating. I guess is it the was point. it was that part of it was really interesting about which uh, solution is different under which circumstances. Like he had the picture that had the oranges, 
and yeah. orange juice and orange juice in a plastic bottle and a glass bottle and the orange juice concentrate and he's like which is the most efficient way and a lot of people said the regular oranges but in reality that's not if you're transporting it because they're heavy and you only get you know what was like 20 milliliters of juice out of half an orange or something like that yeah so it really depends on your circumstances where you are what's the best solution in a lot of places plastic is the best solution right. and some places glass is the best solution but you don't know and you can't be an expert at everything. Right. So that's where you can hopefully enlist the help of people like like the people that were at the Sustainability Summit to, to really learn about what's best for your own bar. Right, right. Yeah. So, I, so I was at the, the last seminar, which was mm -hmm. trash. What, what were the other two about? Um, the morning one was about uh, production in ingredients. So there was a speaker on um, like Mezcal sustainability um, and it had a lot to do with how you, what are the, some of the best ways to choose what types of products you serve, what kind of questions to ask about what's in the bottle, how is what's in the bottle produced, that sort of thing. Um, and then the second seminar, um, there was a whole section on water waste and then specific techniques you can use behind your bar um, and how to, like the glass sprayers, for example. There was a demonstration about how like if you do it for half a second, you, you know, it uses a certain amount of water, and even if you do it for a second and a half, that'll like double your water use. Just just one small training thing will change a huge amount of if water you, if use. If you do what now? What are you talking the, about? Rinsing? The glass, a glass? The sprayers, you know, oh, that you oh, put yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you like press them for down. The beer. Yeah. 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 So beer if you're rinsing, when you're rinsing shakers and tins and jiggers and the whole thing, if you just like press it like a half a second like you're supposed to, which should be a good enough rinse, okay. then you're not gonna you're only gonna use a certain amount of water. But if you even just press it for two seconds, lean on the sprayer, which yeah. a lot apparently is a lot is a problem in a lot of bars, um, you're you're doubling or tripling your water use. Right. You're talking about seconds, but it's exactly. doubling or tripling. And that's just a small technique thing that you can just teach people, you know, don't do it this way and it'll save right. you a ton of water. Um, right. and things like installing regulators on your faucet that'll stop leaks. Um, the gentleman who runs uh, fishnick.com, Richard, he, his seminar was actually probably one of the most interesting because he, what he does is he looks at uh, energy efficiency in restaurants, so he'll be like, you know, did somebody come and turn up your water heater because you lease your dishwasher? And if you lease your dishwasher, they want you to use more water because then you use more chemicals mm -hmm. and you buy more chemicals from them. Yeah. And so check your water heater because if it's turned up, it's because you have a crappy machine and they're covering, the, the leasing agent is covering their covering their ass basically by turning it up. Right. And it's, it's like all that stuff that you, you never really, you maybe have never really thought about all yeah. these little tricks and they're small things, but you can save tons of money in your restaurant in addition to being more sustainable by looking at all this different stuff. <laughs> I'm a restaurant manager, not a not a plumber, damn it. Right, yeah, you know, you end up sort of being like a therapist and an IT yeah. specialist <laughs> and you know, all these things. I do everything. And, yeah. But I think one thing I, 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 I don't think was touched on in the last seminar anyway was like enlisting the, or talking to your suppliers and telling them this is important to you, you know, whether yep. it's packaging, I guess right. packaging would be the most important, most right. important thing. There's a real problem, especially uh, in the alcohol industry with packaging, and it's their biggest hurdle is because most of it is regulatory. Right. So you can't, even like in Las Vegas where they're putting, you know, whiskey and Coke on tap in places, you literally get two pallets of whatever your product is and you're just opening bottles and dumping it into a vat and then you take all those bottles and they all hopefully go to recycling but a lot of them go to the landfill. Yeah. Um, but right now there's just so many laws against 
how you how big of a uh, container you can package alcohol in. Yeah. And oh, that wow. will what is take... it? One state, one state um, has to sell minis, I think, right? Yeah. 50 milliliter bottles. Yep. I've, and I know, like, in, no... I know in Texas, every individual bottle has like a code on it. And at the end of the night, when you, when you toss the bottle, you're supposed to like scrape the sticker off to make sure it doesn't get reused. It's just, it's a lot of, I mean, and they're, and they're all old laws and they really need to be looked at. And that's something that we brought up in the seminar, but nobody really had a good idea of, other than just like advocacy and trying nice. to, you know, write your congressman, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No one's really tackling that yet, but some, we need to start tackling that because as batching and things become more popular, there's just no reason to get, you know, a, 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 a box that has six bottles and each bottle has a hang tag on each thing, you know, and then it's wrapped in it, it's got a tin around it and then it's in a box, the whole thing, it just doesn't make any sense. I know, like, what, I gotta take this, you know, and it takes time too, you know, yeah. when you're busy, you're like, ah, I gotta take that stupid thing off, it only takes two seconds, but still, right. you know. And then it all ends up in the trash yeah. on top of it. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a little pet peeve of mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Won't mention any brands by name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So uh, this was a great talk, and yeah. congratulations on making your restaurant so much more energy efficient and Thank spreading you. the word. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's a work in progress. You know, we certainly don't claim to be the most sustainable by far, um, but we're working on it. And as long as you think about it all the time, every time you make a decision, then you start getting, you'll get more and more as you go. But it just takes takes a lot of time. And, it, you know, it's a, it's really everybody, not everybody, but a, a lot of people are interested in this issue, you know, yeah. that I find every time I talk about it, I get great feedback. Right. And they want more. They want more. So. Yeah. I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah. Cheers. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thank it's you. nice to be here. Yeah, of course. Great information there. We'll continue to talk sustainability on the podcast because myself and a lot of other people in the industry think it's important. My voice is not so sustainable today. Stay tuned for our toasts, uh, and it's from the book Toasts, over 1,500 of the best toasts, sentiments, blessings, and graces uh, by Paul Dixon, and we'll have a link up to that on bartenderjourney.net, along with a posting that goes along with this show, 219, it's show number 219. Uh, I hope you're subscribed to the show, uh, as a, and you'll hear more of the great content that I recorded down in New Orleans during Tales this year. Also, I mentioned at the beginning, if you have any idea of doing your own podcast, stay tuned to the Bartender Journey podcast for an announcement. Hey, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. You can find the Bartender Journey page on Facebook. Just search for that group and, and like it. I'm also Bartender Journey on Instagram, and there's a lot of great pictures from New Orleans there. All right, let's do our toast. May you have the hindsight to know where you've been, the foresight to know where you're going. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey podcast. Yeah.